while in sadhana, how do you conquer material temptations, especially lust, women, etc.? Nobody can conquer a woman. <laughs> it's like a game of chess, I read. You can master the game, but you cannot conquer it. Conquer it. Well, it's simply a question of uh, priorities. It, if you are focused on doing something in life, then there are certain sacrifices you have to make. Most notably, sacrificing your time. Rather than spending your time in joyful activities or things that give immense joy, you may say, no, I am going to sit and invoke the energy instead. Because it's not a joyful process in the beginning. To train your mind to sit for long periods and chant the mantra can be very tiring, exhausting, even boring. At some point in time today, if there are, I think there are 150 people here around almost, at least 75 people yawned. And that's not when we are doing the chanting. This is just when we are talking about it. Imagine what will happen when you are actually doing the chanting. So, how to get past those material temptations? You have to take a resolve. And if that's distracting for you, you take a resolve. If that's not distracting for you, then you have to ask yourself, why do you want to stay away from that temptation? Has your guru told you to do so? Or is it weakening your, your resolve? Or, or what is the reason? Is it just conditioning? You have thought that these things uh, are not good or, or bad and so on. So I need to know the reason or you need to know the reason before making a decision. One thing that happens when you chant correctly, it does uh, not only slows you down in life and including your passions and everything else, they don't bother you as much, but also something remarkable happens. You are blessed with boundless uh, mental energy. You can make a decision and and actually stay true to it. Your resolves are not shaky anymore. That today you will say, I will not drink coffee for 40 days, and then day two you're saying, oh, I've got a headache, maybe I can just have a small sip. The 10 Mahavidyas of Tantra, it starts with Kali, Mahakali. And then you have Tara. The idea of starting with Kali is, Kali has a very wrathful form. If you have ever meditated in cremation grounds, then you would know what I mean. Although these days, most cremation grounds are very modern, but in the traditional ones where actual corpses were burned and, and so on. So even if there is just leaves fluttering on a tree nearby and so on, you, you feel like, oh, I'm going to die right away or something like that. So the idea of praying to Goddess Kali first is this, that if I can see Mother, in a naked woman, then I will only have love, no lust. An infant, a child, a toddler, he or she is in their, their mother's arms, but they don't have any sensual thoughts at, the, at that time. 
So the process of Tantra starts with that. That let me first overcome my basic issue that I have, my passion. And that's not to say that we need to avoid women or they are bad. On the contrary, we are praying to them, remember? We are, we are praying to Goddess, the feminine energy. We have recognized that it's intensely divine. So Kali is all nude. And she is in a wrathful form. That if I can conquer my anger and my lust, I am going to breeze through the remaining steps. And it may seem very hard, but it is not that hard to be able to see mother. But of course, there are also cultural aspects to it. I remember Srila Prabhupada, the founder of ISKCON, was once uh, traveling on a plane. And he was actually traveling to the US. And he was with his disciple attendant. And the flight attendant came. And she said, what would you like for a meal? He said, mother, uh, give me uh, anything vegetarian. She said, I am not your mother. How dare you call me? She was a young woman. She said, you're an old man of 72 years age. You're calling me your mother. <laughs> and she was mad at him. And Prabhupada, I read it in a book called, um, What's the Difficulty? So, and he said to him, what's wrong with her? She's shouting, I just called her Ma. I mean, she should be happy. And the, the girl was thinking, I'm so young, how dare you call me mother? Look at you. But the idea is, if we can have that feeling towards any female, then we'll have this overflowing, not just love, but a beautiful kind of attachment that a child has with a kind mother. If the mother is kind, you are already blessed. It's amazing what a kind mother can do to a child. In the lives of the greatest saints, avatars, reincarnations in this world across all religions, those saints who were full of compassion and love and wisdom and kindness, without exception, every single one of them, their mothers were kind women. women. And that's why in, in Tantra, we start from Kali, that, okay, I'm going to go over my lust and anger. Next is Tara, which is also Devi of wrathful. So if I can also get past my uh, reactions, my violent thoughts, and so on, then it progresses. And the tenth is Kamlatmika, very gentle prosperity, a form of Goddess Lakshmi, signifying prosperity and fulfillment on the path of Tantra. Then that fulfillment is going to stay. Because Tantra says, Everything that my mind says bad, I am going to examine it, I am going to experience it, that's the only way I am going to get past it. That nothing is unholy, it is what I am doing with my thought or with my words that I'm classifying them as holy or unholy. 
on its own everything is without duality not pure not impure not good not bad when you do sadhana you automatically get past these hurdles all you have to do is stay true to what you are doing and then two things will happen either you'll get past it or you will have the insight to deal with things in different manner in life